Saturday morning, one and all. Thank you for tuning in to the Wealth Guardians radio program. I'm Doug Ray. I am your host today. And I think we've got an interesting show brewing in the background here. Um, We're going to be talking about um, the sandwich generation, those of us who have uh, elderly parents and also, uh, you know, younger children, and we're kind of sandwiched between the two of them. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to always uh, pay um, our respects to our uh, veterans and our uh, active duty military and first responders out there. Thank you so much for for everything you do for us. And to their families. Absolutely. So, you know, what happened with this show is is um, it was kind of a couple weeks ago, JB and Bryce and myself, after we uh, we did a show, we were talking about uh, our own family situations. And what what I've noticed and what Bryce and I have noticed is folks that are coming in to meet with us are, are, are pre-retirees. They're in their, you know, late 50s, early 60s, some in their mid-60s. And seems like almost every one of them are dealing with a situation with an elderly parent. And maybe even they have a a child or even a grandchild they have to deal with. But mostly it's the elderly parent. And, and, And what I'm talking about is the transition period from that parent being independent, uh, to being dependent. And, um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a touchy, touchy time for, for all of us to deal with. So I thought what we'd do is we'd all share our stories of what we're dealing with today. And then I've also got a guest on on the line here. She's got a unique business. I wish I'd have known about this business, uh, you know, before we went through our situation. And her business is helping the transition period um, with that elderly uh, senior, getting them from their home into uh, the next stage of life and in all aspects of it. I mean, going in and, and, and getting the move established, cleaning out the home, getting, getting the, the, the home ready for sale, doing, doing the estate auction, the whole thing. Um, but she'll be on probably in the second segment. So you hang in there. Um, guys, let's just talk about our situations. JB, I'm going to bring you in here because your, your situations just come up. Right. Well, good morning to you both. And, uh, thank you for letting me share this with you because, uh, you know, you, you realize other people, you're not going through this alone sometimes, but recently we just found out that, um, a family member was diagnosed with early or early stages of dementia. And like you said, Doug, we we all, as we get older, you know, we know at some point we're going to have to address this with our parents. But this came on really quick. So obviously, you know, in the back of your mind, you know what's going to happen. But all of a sudden, we're my wife and I are thrust into a situation of financially taking over for, uh, you know, her mother now. Uh, Single parent, um, all the bills, all the financial situation. And we, you know, it's it's overwhelming to begin with. You don't know where to start, um, and it, it's tough because you just you know you're going to eventually get into a situation like this, and maybe you know I needed to be a little bit more prepared. But it did happen kind of quickly with the diagnosis, and I know that there are there is help out there, but it's just kind of knowing where to start. Yeah, it, to get the it process really is. started. You know, you see, you see these things starting to happen over time, but then when it really hits you in the face, it, it's like you say, it's just golly, where do I start? Right, and it's it's simple things from being able to, um, you know, the the power of attorney, the uh, just being able to talk to some, uh, you know, the, the folks that she's dealing with is just a struggle to get in 
for that. So uh, we are making some progress right now, but we're still a long way from getting the help we need. So uh, hopefully with uh, our guests today, that might make it a little bit easier, too. Now, is your wife an only child, or does she have brothers? She is. Okay, yeah, that makes it even tougher. And it is tougher because, you know, uh, on Personally, I have two sisters, so we have the the trio, and we have all talked about this. And uh, but it's tough too being an only child because you were you were the one, mm-hmm. and obviously you know she is my my partner, and we will deal with this the best way we can. And I'm going to be there to help her out. But it is tough, not only from the financial standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint because it is a lot of emotion wrapped up because you know. Uh, you know that this might be the onset of uh, something where the person you know just kind of slowly goes away. That's tough. And it's tough. It is it's extremely hard. I mean, you know, not only is it emotionally tough, right. it's it's financially hard, and it's physically hard. Exhausting. And especially, you know, she's about an hour, an hour and a half away, and, and right now the distance, you know, obviously uh, – we wish she was closer, and we're working on that situation. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you just can't be there every day. But you wish you could put your your whole life on hold to yeah. make that a priority. But it just that's not in the cards for any of us. And then if you start playing the what ifs in life now, that's that's what. Well, we should have done. Well, we woulda, coulda, shoulda. But and there there are certain aspects of that are true. But like I said, this came on quickly. And, you know, somebody, I can't remember who said, life's what happens when you least expect it. And this mm-hmm. is what happened. Mm-hmm. But we're dealing with it the best we can. But it, there is a lot of emotion wrapped up into it, too. So Now, Bryce, you're dealing with the same thing, I think, with uh, your, your wife's side of the family, right? Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law and, and her husband had been married for 40 years. And, you know, like, like most every young, energetic, healthy couple, they assumed that they'd always have their their health, and if something unforeseen happened to come their way, it wouldn't be so drastic that the other couldn't be there for them. And as it's come to pass, uh, his dementia started to get pretty significant at just 65 years old. In fact, it got so bad that uh, my mother-in-law just didn't have the physical strength, the mental wherewithal, or the patience to look after him in their two-story home. Uh, she couldn't. She, she was struggling to go to the grocery store or the doctor appointments or church or friends' homes without him. And certainly it was a bear to try to go anywhere with him. So she was becoming more and more, for lack of a better word, indentured to him. And that vision that they had shared that so many of us share of of being there for each other ended up just being a a pipe dream in the end. And in their case, that end came years earlier than they ever would have imagined. So uh, to keep going with the story, she was not able to watch after him and protect him from himself. His safety was becoming more and more of an issue to be concerned with. Her own abilities were becoming stretched to the limit, and basically their life together had become more or less unsustainable in that setting. And then, uh, so enter enter his sister. Now, she was younger. She lived alone and was all too happy to have him move in with her so she could watch over him and Doug, JB, and to help herself to his savings. Mm-hmm. Now, so now we have the husband mm-hmm. and his portion of the income suddenly out of the picture, And this leaves us with an 80-year-old mom, mother-in-law, with aging faculties, living by herself on less than half the income she had been living on for years. And the nearest relative, my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, um, her daughter, uh, more than two hours away. So obviously it's not the safest or most ideal situations. Um, Then we come to, we fast forward now a few months to today, and we now have a situation where my sister-in-law and her husband have moved from the house that they have lived in for the last 25 years. They bought a home 
pretty close to my mother-in-law. In fact, what they went and did is they bought a home significantly bigger than what they needed. They don't have any kids. and never had any kids. Uh, they bought a home bigger than they needed because they anticipate my mother-in-law moving in with them within the next few years out of necessity. So this whole move now has involved my in-laws dipping heavily into their savings, changing jobs, moving away from friends, adjusting their routines. And to be perfectly honest, it's affected my household expenses as well, as my wife is now uh, graciously helping her mom out financially so it's not all on her sister. And all I can do as a passive observer who eats, drinks, and breathes all things financial is to quietly analyze their situation and ask, what could have been done differently to have avoided this scenario and, and, and how that's negatively impacted six people, including myself. And Doug, uh, JB, you might know this, but Doug, I know that you know this as well as anyone, what the answer to that situation could have been to help prevent all that. Right. You know, as different as these stories are, they all have a common theme to it. You know, we're, we've been dealing with my father-in-law, um, He's 83 years old. He was a professional soldier, retired colonel, U.S. Army, big strapping guy. But about two years ago, he started, his health has been declining. Unfortunately, a lot of it was due to his Agent Orange exposure in Vietnam. Mm. And um, he's terminal now. And like you guys, uh, he was two and a half hours away from us down in Fayetteville. And so my wife is the oldest of three uh, siblings, and she's kind of had, um, had to deal with all this herself. Well, what we should have done is we should have moved him closer to us last year when all these health issues started to crop up. But, you know, he wanted to remain independent. And that's what you want to do, your folks. You want them independent as long as you possibly can. And uh, so that's what we did. But, you know, things just kind of started going downhill this year to the point where, wow, we got to do something because he can no longer live by himself. We finally got him moved closer to us this week. And in the process of all that, my wife has had to deal with cleaning out his house and getting it ready for sale. Mm -hmm. I had no idea my father-in-law was such a pack rat. (laughs) She actually cleaned out 50 years worth of files and paperwork. He had every single order he ever had in the Army, leave and earning statements. You know, he took care of his parents when they were aging. So you had all their stuff. I mean, we got stuff from 1919 from, wow. from our papa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing what, what, what goes on here. You know, when we come back in the in, after the break, I'm going to introduce you guys to Laura Matthews. And boy, do I wish I knew her and we had access to her because what she does is she her business is about helping folks like us in these transition periods. She arranges for all that. 80 years worth of crap <laughs> to be either donated, sold, or thrown in the garbage. And she even helps transition that senior parent into the next facility and the next stage of life. But I tell you what, it's been, like you guys said, it's, 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 been, it's been more emotionally uh, draining than anything else. It's certainly been financially draining. Sure. Uh, you know, dealing, dealing with this kind of stuff is not something that you learn in school. It's not, there's not a class out there for it, so you, you end up winging it a lot. Right. You do. You do. And I'm, I'm telling you, my wife has probably over the last two years spent a third of a year in Fayetteville away from our home. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the sacrifices you, you, you make when when you have situations like this. Well, doggone it, this segment's gone way too quick, so right. we're going to have to... Uh, 
get out of here for for a little bit of a break. But uh, thank you guys for uh, for tuning in today. You're listening to Wealth Gardens Radio Show on ninety four point five WPTI. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio program. Today we were talking about sandwiches, and I really wish it was about bologna or peanut butter and jelly <laughs> sandwiches, but no. It's about our sandwich generation we're talking about. J.B., Bryce, and myself are sharing our stories about having to take care of uh, elderly parents and, and what goes on with that. And I was, uh, before we went to break, I was talking about my father-in-law and, and, and the things that we've been dealing with with, with him. Um, unfortunately, he's terminally ill, uh, has cancer, and um, we've had to move him out of his house uh, into a, uh, a assisted living facility. And uh, my wife has primarily been dealing with all of this. Uh, she's the eldest of three, and um, fortunately, we're in a position where she can deal with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's taken a, a toll on us both uh, emotionally and 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 physically. Uh, you know, she's had to spend a lot of the past two years down in Fayetteville, where my my uh, my father-in-law retired. He's a professional, uh, was an army officer, career army officer, and retired there. And um, so, long story short, um, as we transitioned him up to live near us, uh, we had to get his house ready for sale. We had. To, uh, to get it cleaned out, uh, there was just incredible amounts of stuff that he had kept. I guess that generation just didn't believe in throwing out anything. Well, you know, and and one I will add this. Yeah. Uh, one thing I know that there's a lot of stuff, but we're just now getting into the part you're talking about. Yeah. But there is something to be said about that generation because it's amazing that. You know, we live in a throwaway society now, mm-hmm. a microwave society. Everybody okay. wants something, then it's gone. You mm-hmm. know, if a TV breaks, people throw it away. But, like, my mother-in-law kept every service record for every vehicle, every bill she ever paid. And, yeah, there is a lot of bulk, but it's amazing because you can go back and you've got a record of everything. Yeah. And that's something to be said, though. Yeah. But, it, but it does, when it comes to cleaning it out, yeah. it, is a, it is a chore. You know, we, we found things that, I mean, a, 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 most of it absolute junk, but then there, there were some treasures. I mean, sure. we found out my father-in-law was a bronze star winner in Vietnam. We never you knew. never knew. He never told us anything Unbelievable. Like that. We found out that... Uh, my wife's mom, my mother-in-law, who passed away 20 years ago, her side of the family was related to, to Winston Churchill, and we found that um, she had Jenny Jerome's Bible. Jenny Jerome was Winston's mom. Wow. So we found a lot of neat stuff. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, and uh, Bryce, I don't know, are you in that process now where you're cleaning out stuff? Well, fortunately, my uh, my mother and uh, stepfather are in their own minimalization phase, so they're pretty. They're pretty he's an engineer, so he's very uh, um, attuned to all things organized. But um, yeah, I have gone back out to where they're at and gone over final details and where keys to certain locks are kept and uh, where information is and, and all of that. But uh, fortunately, in that particular case, um, I, I'm a little lucky that I won't have to deal with. 
as many 1924 Oldsmobile maintenance records as <laughs> some people might have to wonder why those were ever kept in the first place. Well, you know, it was last Sunday, my wife, finally, she and, and her brother and sister, they finally got everything cleaned out, the house ready for sale, and when she got home Sunday, she was exhausted. Oh, I can imagine. And it was about a week or so ago, I met this wonderful lady who's got this unique business. You know, and there's a lot of businesses out there that, that are now uh, – coming online to help deal with, with senior situations, you know, the, the finding them a, a, a perfect assisted living or, or nursing home right. situation. But I never heard of this until I met Laura. And, and Laura, we were introduced to Laura Matthews by one of our, one of our clients. And Laura's business is helping families in this transition period. She'll come in and she will deal with all of these junk stuff that these people have, have held on to since the 1920s. She'll even do the, set up the estate auction to get rid of the unwanted furniture. She'll come in and help you get uh, the stuff that you want to donate to the Goodwill or to charities. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Laura in on the line now and, and let her talk to you about her business because I think it's really a very unique business, but I think Boy, does she have a huge growth opportunity uh, here in the future. So, Laura Matthews, welcome aboard to the Wealth Guardian Show. Thank you. First of all, I want to say how honored I am to be part of your program today. Um, I like the definition of the sandwich generation because <laughs> it perfectly describes where I am and where I think most of you are. Um, I have a daughter that's close to 26, and my parents are in their 80s, and so I'm going through a lot of the very things that I'm trying to help others with. So um, I don't know what in particular you wanted to know, but... Um, well, just tell us I, about your business, how you got okay. started in it, and, and, uh, and, the, and the, you know, the, the functions that your business is capable of doing. Because I'm sure there's a ton of people, just like all four of us, that are listening to the show right now that could use your services. What's a day in the life of Laura's business like? Yeah. <laughs> day in the life, huh? Well, I've had experience in the past helping people to downsize. Um, I just had not figured out that you could actually do a business uh, with this. This was just helping a friend. Um, I have a cousin that lives in Florida who has been doing this for a couple of years now, and I kind of got the template from her. And she's been very, very supportive in this and helping me sort of establish my own business. The nice thing is that you can make your business what you want. But ideally, I want to focus on these people, these sweet people that have um, – either family that is disinterested or not able to help or too overwhelming and emotional, um, that's where I come in. They can, um, I'll come to their home. I'll sit down with them. We can go over, uh, give an estimate of what it would take to get the house moved. And then I would go to the new residence where they're going to be transitioning, measure walls and rooms, and then come back with an idea of what they'll be able to take. Uh, and I can set up for estate planning uh, to come in and help with sale. I've got people who are cleaners that can go and do the attic to basement cleaning. Then I have other service people that um, if people, maybe maybe this elderly person isn't going to actually go to assisted living, but they're going to age in place. What I would do is help to go in and declutter, um, put in safety rails, um, just a, a myriad of things. There's just There's not going to be any two alike. 
everybody's going to have a different set of needs. So um, it's just sort of being that pivotal person and that advocate for that senior uh, to go in and do the legwork for them because there's a lot to do when you have a move, as you well both have, um, all of you, all three of you have experienced. Um, I think particularly of um, Mr. Ray, of your father-in-law, and finding papers from the 1900s, the early 1900s, that's really, um, that can be overwhelming. And so much of what that generation and you're know, hanging on to, that is their life story. And it may not mean much to us, but it means everything to them. So I want to have a focus on compassion and respect for that client. Yeah, you know, um, oh, by the way, uh, Mr. Ray's my dad. My name's Doug. Oh, Doug. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, Doug. <laughs> you know, I, I, listening to, to you, I was just sitting here thinking about what my wife went through. She, You know, you can get yeah. these things from like Home Depot and Lowe's. They're like huge uh, garbage uh, cans, right. and then you can call them and they'll come pick it up. She filled up two of those things. Right. Wow. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. So, but it is a very emotional time for seniors, and my thing is that I just want them to face this new phase without fear. Um, it can be a very scary thing. You know, that this is their life. Um, I think we marginalize a lot of um, our elderly uh, people in this nation. I we're such a youth culture, like you were saying, we're a microwave culture, that um, we tend to just sort of marginalize, but these possessions they have have deep meaning, and so... Um, there are ways that if these things that they have to let go that they're not going to be able to take with them, there are ways that you can catalog these in a, in a photo album um, mm. and present that to them so they have a closeness with these items, but they don't have to have possession. You know, uh, so there are different ways to work around um, all these things that have deep meaning. Laura, who do you think benefits more from your service, uh, the elderly clients or uh, their families, the ones around them? I'm going to think that being in the position that I am, I think sometimes it, there's so much emotion bound up, and these are your parents. These are their things. They have meant something to your parents and to you. It's their life story. Um, it's traumatizing for both sets. Um, it's traumatizing for the senior because all the unknowns to mm. come where they've always had, like you said, they've always been independent. They were, 20 years ago, these people were traveling. Now they're finding themselves to be very dependent and not able to do the things that they've done. Now the children have to come in and make these decisions, and it's hard. Sometimes me, the third party, can come in and help them to establish what is allowed. And it takes it off the children, in other words, to not have to be the mean person or, you know, um, you know to come in and say, no, you can't do this. They turn to me and say, how about this? And so I'm able to sort of, um, be that mediator, you might say. There's a lot of emotion in the, you know, in, involved in, um, in all this. So it's something to consider. And not everybody, you know, some people may have friends and family who will come in and do this, and that's fine. There are many different levels that I can do. I can come in and just do decluttering and organizing and just move that senior out of the house and leave the rest for the family. Um, or I can do the whole thing. So it, it's just a wide range of, of services that I can offer. Well, Laura, we've got about a minute or so left. Why don't you mm-hmm. tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you? Sure. My company is called Simplicity Senior Move. And, of course, the web um, address is simplicitysseniormove.com. 
And, of course, they can reach me by phone. It's area code 336-682-0682. So I'm easy to find, and I would just love the opportunity to sit down with anybody who has a need, and they can, you know, look at um, down the road, like when they might need me in six months or a month, um, and I'm willing to work with them any way that I can. And I appreciate the opportunity to share it. Absolutely. You know, folks, uh, if you're dealing with the, the situation like uh, J.B. Bryce and myself have been, uh, you know, you can take uh, you can't take the emotion out of it. No, uh, but you can sure take some of the physical out of it. Just give Laura a chance um, to come in and, and help you because it's it's tough. This transition is really, really tough. Right. I, I, I saw my father-in-law on Father's Day, and then I didn't see him again until probably it was last Friday, and I could not believe how much he had declined in, in such a short period of time. I mean, I don't even think he recognized who I was. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Sherry and I have been married for 38 years. So the guy's been in my life for 40 years now. Mm. Right. All right. You uh, have been listening to the Wealth Guardian Show here on 94.5 WPTI. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.